Hey guys, I'm being sponsored by Anchor. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Guys, I use it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, we're back at it again. Episode 5, Attack the Attack 360 Podcast. So guys, I just want to give a special thanks to all my listeners, all my followers, everyone who's uh, even listened and not followed, all the feedback that I've actually gotten. Um, I really appreciate it, okay? I really, really do appreciate it. And again, I'm still going to give a shout out to my son, Elijah, who actually made that intro beat. He said he's actually going to come up with a little something as well uh, for background music, which I, I hope so. I mean, that would be pretty tight. Um, also, <laughs> um, I just want to give a little heads up. I do have Instagram, okay? Uh, it's called Attack the Attack three, uh, dot 360, okay? Attack the Attack dot 360. That's the only way I was able to do it on Instagram. And if you're interested in seeing some videos and self-defense videos, they're on there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start trying to do some videos that go along with each episode of the podcast as well. Okay. So if you can follow on Instagram, see some of the self-defense moves. If there's some any questions, uh, hit me up with a message. Okay. Um, all right. So episode five. Today's subject the five types of fighters, okay? Now, what are the five types of fighters? Well, number one, you have the charger. Number two, you have the runner. Number three, you have the blocker. Number four, you have the evasive fighter. And then number five, you have the universal fighter. Now, I'm going to explain each and one of them. I'm going to try and make it Short and sweet, but at the same time knowledgeable, all right? So here we go. The Charger. The Charger is, he is like a a freight train, okay? He is going to come at you, he or she, right? Or let's just say they. The person who's doing the Charger, who fights like a Charger, they're just going to come straight at you. Multiple punches, multiple kicks, a combination of both hands and legs, They don't care if they get hit. They don't care if they have any uh, emotion. They don't care if they even miss, okay? They don't have feeling. All they do is just come at you like a train. 
non-stop attacking. Okay? Now, here's a little thing that about the charger that that uh that, that stands out, okay? Not only he doesn't have any emotion, he doesn't care. He moves in that straight line. But say for instance you move out of the way. Well, guess what? He's going to turn and keep going in that straight line. He's going to keep going towards you. No matter where you go, he is coming after you. Now, to give you a simple uh, story that uh, with the charger, I've actually used it in part of my training. I was at a tournament, and uh, I've already competed in, in one event, and I saw this other guy. He's competing in, in, the, in another event and I was watching how he sparred, how he fought. And I noticed that he stands his ground a lot. He, you know, he was just very aggressive, but more in one, one position. And I was watching him, watching all his techniques. And I know that he saw me because we were actually going to be next to compete against each other. So I wanted to change my strategy. I used the charger strategy. Okay, so when we were competing, I just went at him. I didn't care if he was able to get a hit or not. I just came at him, and that's the that's threw him off his game. He was used to people standing there, just standing in front of him and waiting for that opportunity or trying to trying to sneak something in. I didn't. I just came at him. So he was like a deer in headlights. He was thrown off his game. He was caught off guard. Okay. That is an example of a charger. I went at him, I punched, I went at him, I kicked, and I scored multiple points because he didn't know how to stop this train coming at him, okay? I was able to score seven to two on him quick, and I just threw him off his game. So that's an example of a charger, okay? Someone who just comes at you, doesn't have no feeling, doesn't really care if he gets hit or not, okay? Number two, we said it was the runner. Now, a good example of the runner, and I'm going to use the tournament aspect, right, in com competition in martial arts, or even in boxing, or even in the UFC when you watch it on TV. <coughs> Excuse me. The best way to describe the runner is when he uses the whole area of the ring so his opponent is in the middle of the ring and then he's running around the whole ring I mean he's not like running running but he's stepping he's moving he's you know bouncing and he's taking the whole ring he's moving the whole ring until he sees an opening and he throws in his techniques he throws in his techniques boom 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 and then he gets back out and then he runs around the, the ring again that is a runner they move around the ring or their opponent, wait for an opportunity, hit them, and then get out. Now, I'm going to give you an example on what a runner or how a runner acts, okay? Again, I was in another tournament. And this one was more of a freestyle-based tournament. They, there was no headgear. It was handgear. Sometimes you're allowed, you know, shin guards or foot gear. And, um, of course, it was really well controlled. 
So there was judges, there was a judge, and then they had other refs, like black belts that were refs. And it was basically like, it was like a cage fight without the cage, but more controlled, if that makes sense, okay? Just to give you, uh, you know, like what it, a mental picture, okay? So what I did was, this guy was like 360 pounds, okay? Apparently, I was in the heavyweight class. And this guy was 360 pounds. I was 220 at the time. So <laughs> I knew that this guy was, as soon as he got a hold of me, that he would, you know, just take me down or, or stay on top and ground and pound. Or if he got a hold of me, I knew I was going to be in trouble in that danger zone. <laughs> I didn't want to be in that danger zone, right? So what I did was I ran around him. I, you know, shuffle stepped. I, I, you know, I was taking my time. I waited till he threw a couple of techniques. And when he retracted, I went in. So when he acted, I moved because I was running around the ring or moving around, around him. And then once he brought his hands or his legs back, I attacked. I reacted. And I got in a couple of jabs or crosses or a couple of kicks and I stepped back and I kept moving around him. This guy didn't, even though at 220, I had a higher endurance than he did. So I ran the clock, but I was scoring points on him. I was, you know, getting in there, popping his gut, kicking his gut. If I throw a fake up to his face and pop him in the gut again. If I attacked low, then his hands would drop and I would pop in the face. So that's the mentality of the runner. They attack, they move out of the way. It's like Mayweather, right? Mayweather, he moves, he moves, he moves, he dances around the ring, and then when he sees that opening, pop, pop, he pops, right? He takes you out. That's basically what, the, what I was doing. And the way I won that tournament was making it a judge's call because I was doing that. I was going in, tagging, and then getting out of there because as soon as he got a hold of me, he would get me down on the ground. And ground and pound. And then I would have to get out of that. Okay. And trust me. 360 is not pleasant. So. Being a runner. In that scenario. Was the best choice for me. To win that that match. Um, number three. Is the blocker. Okay. So. Anybody could be a blocker. Anybody could be the runner. Anybody could be the charger. The blocker stands his ground, like the story I told you prior when I was the charger, right? This guy, the blocker stands his ground. What he'll do is that he'll block the attack, a punch, a kick, whatever it is that technique is thrown at him, he's blocking it, redirecting it to create an opening for him to attack. So he, what he does is, he stands his ground, he doesn't move a step back, he doesn't move forward, he doesn't move side to side or in angles, he stays in one spot. Doesn't move his feet. I mean, other than to kick or to block with his legs, but he doesn't leave his position. And he waits for openings to attack, either towards the head, towards the body, or towards the legs. And if Remember, a block is to redirect that attack. So if your opponent fights like a blocker, he's just blocking, waiting for that opportunity 
He's throwing a technique and he's going to block it to redirect you into a position that's best for him to strike at. Okay. Now, I've also used the blocker, but because of my size, okay, I, in traditional martial arts or in a lot of other martial arts, they talk about a block is a strike and a strike is a block. And again, because of my size, if I'm blocking, I'm using my strength while I'm blocking to strike. So when I was training and I had this, uh, one of my, one of my uh, partners, one of my classmates, he was very aggressive. Uh, he was young. He was very aggressive. He had something to prove. And of course, I, at the time, my instructor was all like, Mr. Cook, go and, and take care of this the student and I was like okay I guess and I would get in there and he would be very aggressive so I would use the blocking technique to block his his attacks to redirect them so I can strike but at the same time when I'm blocking I'm striking his arms like if he threw a punch I blocked and I hit his forearms while blocking to create an opening for me to do a punch towards the solar plex a porch, uh, punch towards his headgear, a punch towards his stomach, uh, tagging up his ribs. So I would redirect his attacks, but I would strike hard with my blocks and to where his arms or his, his, yeah, his arms would get tired. So that's what a blocker does. Now, I've seen fighters that are blockers. And normally blockers are strong, they're solid, but anybody could be a blocker. It's just a matter of learning how to do it and to hold your ground, not to be afraid. That's the, that's the uh, blocker. Now, the next one is the evasive fighter. That's number four, the evasive fighter. Now, the evasive fighter... And this is what I like. Let me get some water real quick. Hang on. Now, what I like about the evasive fighter is this. He is a magician. Now you see him. Now you don't. He's like one of those that plays peekaboo with you. He's right there in front of you. And you throw a technique or whatever. And he's still in front of you, but you miss. He makes you miss. He bobs, he weaves, he slips your punches or your kicks. He just just toys with you. That is, a, is a, an evasive fighter. The best way I can also explain an evasive fighter is Canelo. I mean, if you saw that fight last week with Canelo, oh my God. You know, he stood his ground. And every time that guy threw punches, he would, he would slip them. He would move. And, he, and the guy didn't even hit Canelo. He kept missing. And then when Canelo will come back with a couple of hits, that's a perfect example of an evasive fighter. When you stand there in front of your opponent and you make your opponent miss like three, four times and you're still there in front of them saying, hey, peekaboo, I'm right here. And you tag them, pop, pop, with a kick or a punch, whatever it is, that is the evasive fighter. He makes you miss. Sometimes... He'll even move around you, behind you, without you even knowing. 
an evasive fighter, they 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 have that natural reaction. The natural reaction. Whenever they're attacked, they slip it, they move it, and it's just natural to where they react to move, they react to strike. An evasive fighter is also um, he knows his distance, he knows his speed, and he knows his timing. So keep that in mind. The universal fighter, okay? The universal fighter is the, the fifth type of fighter. Now, the universal fighter is a combination of all four fighters. He knows how to charge. He knows how to run. He knows how to block. He knows how to uh, evade. He knows when to do all these things. He knows how to judge his opponent and knows what type of fighter he's going to portray. Sometimes he can do two at a time or three at a time or all of them at at the same time. The evasive fighter is really good with combinations. Okay, He knows how to connect with his opponent and throw his opponent way off guard. Okay, that is the evasive fighter. Now, an example that I can give you on an evasive fighter is that uh, during one of my my tests uh, to get a higher rank, I had to uh, spar with three other students. Now, this is what I ended up doing. Okay, I had three opponents. It was three against one. And my instructor wanted to see how I would do against those three opponents. Now, what I ended up, I mean, yes, we, we, we had headgear and handgear. And again, this was in a training and this was me taking a test to move up and rank. Now, I had to evaluate and look at each of my opponents. I knew when, I know who I could have charged. I knew who I could block and I knew who... I can either evade or run. That's what I ended up doing. And you have to be on your toes. You have to know when and how to move that combination to a, to attack or to react. Okay. And yes, you know, I, I was able to, to take, you know, do my test and I was able to pass. And I was really, really surprised in myself because I spent a lot of time training on on each different type of fighter okay the one thing that actually helped me training and even uh, after when I left uh, that school was this I wore glasses for a very long time okay and of course when I'm training or when I'm uh, uh, doing my my uh, sparring sessions or my grappling sessions, whatever it was, I had to take off my glasses because I can't do it with my glasses or else I'll get broken, right? So in a way, that was an advantage for me because my vision was so bad that when it got when everything got close to me, I had to react super fast. So my blocking uh, became faster. My... Uh, I had to go by feel, by touch. 
I had to I had to sometimes uh, stick my hand out to judge distance. Okay, um, and then of course afterwards when I got my LASIK done and and I didn't need glasses anymore, everything was just better. Everything was just one of those to where I still had the instinct that I had without my glasses. So I reacted a lot faster. I was able to move in faster. I was able to strike and, and punch and kick a lot better because I was actually training blind. <laughs> you know, it sucked, but I was actually training blind. But it was, it was one of those that I had to, to adapt to become that universal fighter for that test because I had to figure out when to use that charger, when to be the blocker, when to use the evade, right? When to be that runner. I had to pick out each opponent and figure out how am I going to react to my three opponents. Now, here's a little bonus. There's actually two more fighters that go in line with the evasive fighter and the universal fighter. But in a way, it's like, think of it this way. In martial arts or traditional martial arts, you have belt ranks, right? You got your white belt, your yellow belt, then you go your green, and then some schools switch these up. So sometimes it's blue and purple or purple and blue. And then you got your red belt, and then you got your brown belt and your black belt. Now, this is just an analogy, okay? This is just like something for you to really think about. Um, it's not really in this order, but it's, it's a, it's, I'm giving you an example, okay? The universal fighter, let's just say it's like the brown belt, okay? He knows. He knows a lot. He knows how to run, knows how to charge, knows how to block, knows how to evade. He knows how to use them. In uh, Kung Fu, it would be like he's the tiger, okay? Now, learning the next two fighters, it's basically you can't be taught that. You have to learn that on your own, okay? So the next two is the bonus is the instinctual fighter, instinct. He relies on his instinct, okay? He relies on his mind and his body, right? To create an opening for him to react. He looks at his opponent and he flows with his opponent. He's using his instincts to create an opening or to see an opening. That's an instinctual fighter. Okay, he uses his body also as a guide. So if his hands are up, right, just like blocking, you're redirecting that attack, but he's also guiding his opponent. He's using his instincts. Okay, let me fake. Let me go ahead and throw a crazy punch nowhere near my opponent's head out here like I'm waving hi to somebody else. Well, guess what? That opponent is going to look at that hand which takes away from what's next, his next attack. So the instinctual fighter does a lot of distraction. He uses his instincts to read his opponent, to distract his opponent, to create that opening 
get in there and take care of the business. But that cannot be taught. It can and it can't because it also depends on that person, the person who's training. You have to figure it out on your own. Now, the next one is the intellectual fighter. He doesn't move while he's being engaged. He looks at his opponent. He analyzes his opponent. He thinks about what he's going to do. And that's all he's doing. He's thinking. He's reading you. He's seeing what is it. He's trying to understand you. Next thing you know, he's reading you inside and out. He already knows your game. The intellectual fighter can diagnose his, his opponent. He can read the patterns and he can also pinpoint the weaknesses. So what he's doing is that he takes his time looking at his opponent, getting ready without you even knowing. Now, again, that can't be taught. That is, that is something that you have to find on your own. Okay? It's, like I said, the universal fighter is like the tiger. Well, the intellectual fighter is like the dragon. And if you notice that, and I, you know, a lot of, I have a lot of um, Asian artifacts. And it's always a tiger and a dragon going at each other. Okay? And even in martial arts, they show the tiger. See, like the tiger is supposed to be more aggressive. He's, he doesn't think. He just goes and he attacks. That's what the tiger does, right? If he's going after his prey, he's, he's, he's getting ready. He sees an opening and then he goes after his prey. That's what a tiger does. When he is being attacked, he re also reacts hard, strong, fast. That's what a tiger does. But a dragon takes his time and he looks and he analyzes and he figures things out and he looks for other ways. That's the difference between the universal fighter and the intellectual fighter. Another example I can give you is this. My son. Okay, my son, uh, he was training at a young age. Then he kind of stopped training because you know he went to go do some other stuff and then me I continued my training of course and then when I stopped I still trained on my own I ventured and found my own path now my son always comes at me always everyone we're in the house he just comes by and you know he'll throw like a punch to see how I react or he'll like try to punk me and I'll just look at him right and he goes oh man I would have gotten you or, oh I would have done this and I'm like oh okay yeah you would have yeah whatever well, <laughs> there's this time where, okay, I needed to teach him that he needed to learn and find his own way, his own, his own uh, method. So when I said, okay, here we go, let's get into a fighting stance. And he, I, said, I told him, I said, now I'm going to throw a punch at you. I want you to react. And I did. I threw a punch and he reacted good. Boom. He blocked it. And he held it 
And I said, good, see, you basically know how to block, you know how, when to move, you also know when to, you know these types of fighters, you know how to react, you know the tiger. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I see you didn't see that coming. Yeah, I got you, I got you. I said, okay, now let's, you're ready, we're going to do the same technique. And I threw the same punch and he reacted the same way, he blocked. But at the same time, I threw another and he didn't even see it. And I said, see this right here at your, at your body? Just because I strike towards the face and you blocked it doesn't mean there wasn't another one that's coming towards your body. The dragon always finds an opening. The intellectual reads his opponent. He always finds that opening. So that's the difference. That's the difference between a universal fighter and the intellectual fighter. The intellectual fighter also relies on instinct. He also knows how to move and allow his body to flow and, and be rhythmic in a way. Okay? So while learning, while you're in training, this, these are the types of fighters that you need to train in. Because you don't know if your opponent is going to come at you like a charger. You don't know if he's just going to, you know, if he's running his mouth and you stand toe-to-toe with him because you have no choice, but yet he's moving around. You don't know if he's going to be a runner. You don't know if he had some training and he's going to evade or block. Okay. So it's one of those to where you train to progress, to get better, and learn each type of fighter that you want to be. If you feel like, hey, you know, I can manage just being a blocker, then you know what? Be a blocker. That's great. If you can manage to be an evasive fighter and just stay like that, then do it. Now, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this real quick uh, because I don't want to go over on time, but there's ways to beat each fighter. For instance, the charger. How do you beat the charger? He's coming straight at you. Well, you become the runner. You move and run. Eventually, he's gonna get tired. Because he's just throwing nothing but techniques and is he's just hitting air. Well, how do you beat the runner? Well, you can be a blocker or you can be an evasive fighter. How do you beat the blocker? Well, you can be a charger and charge at them. Now, how do you beat the evasive fighter? Well, you can also stand toe-to-toe with them and be a blocker mentally. You throwing techniques, but at the same time, you're blocking his techniques that he throws. Or you can be the universal fighter and take care of them all. It's how you train and what type of person that you want to be. That's what makes you a good fighter. Not just the training and the knowledge, but the type of person you are on the inside to decide, say, hey, I want to be this type of fighter. If I get into an altercation, this is me. This is how I am. I This is best for me. This technique, this style, this whatever it is. You choose. You pick. But it takes training. It takes training. You have to know and learn how to react that attack. Okay? You have to know and learn how to attack that attack 
in a 364. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. This is these are uh, this is a subject that I really enjoy talking about, and it's you know with other martial artists or even close friends that trained in martial arts. I really enjoy having conversations about the fighters. Okay, about how to fight, what type of fighter a person is. Um, there's still more types of fighters. You got, you know, your standing game and your ground game. You know, uh, it's like this one thing was, how do you beat a boxer? Well, you use your legs, right? You kick. They don't know how, so you kick. Well, how do you beat a guy that kicks a lot? Well, you jam his kicks and you get in close and you outbox him, outuse your hands. Well, what's another way of being someone who's good at standing game? Well, you take them down to the ground and you roll. Jiu-jitsu, judo. Well, how do you beat a guy that's good on the ground? Well, you stay standing up. Don't go down to the ground. There's all these ways of, of, of fighting and protecting yourself. But at the same time, you have to know and read your opponent. You have to also know what you need to do. What type of fighter you're going to be combination fighter you know it's it's everything there's no such thing as a sure thing keep that in mind even though you train to be these types of fighters no matter what the main one that's always gonna win is the intellectual fighter because he's like a chess player he thinks he's always five moves ahead of you and he's also five moves ahead of you standing, five moves ahead of you on the ground. So, all right, guys, have a good one. Be safe. God bless. If you have any questions or if you want to follow on Instagram, again, it's attacktheattack.360 on Instagram. And follow uh, if you want to see a video. I'm going to try and start getting some videos out there as well. So with every topic that I go with on the, uh, on the podcast, have a good one. Be safe. God bless.